Hello, and welcome to In the Studio with Anne podcast. I'm Anne, and as always, thank you so much for listening. So today, I want to share a story with you as I sit here with my coffee, and I kind of think back to last Thursday. So I want to share with you the learning tools that we used, why I use them, and sort of how it can look to have a little shift in the day. So on Thursday, at the last minute, we decided that we were going to be out of town for my four-year-old's birthday that was on Friday. And what I love about layering the resources and materials that we have and having sort of lesson plans set up for different situations is that it allows us the flexibility to have a day like this where last year, if I would have had a day like this where we just wanted to shift at the last minute, it would have really thrown me off because I would have felt like, well, then that means I can't be as hands-on with the kids and then they're not getting any of their schooling in or, you know, they're just getting like a free, complete free day, which I believe there is a ton of goodness that children get developmentally from just free creative play. Just so I feel like homeschooling allows me the opportunity to have more of that pockets of that time in the day. But what I also don't want is that there be too many days, especially with my older two, that it tends to turn out to be just free play all day because I like for them to have a routine and that routine stay the same and it always involve, you know, growing your mind, learning, you know, opening a book, doing some writing, doing something that's going to challenge them a little further when it comes to actually being in the schoolroom. So, and it's kind of like when you exercise, you know, if you get too many days that you don't do it, it gets harder to get back at it. So it's really kind of good to keep that consistency and that can be with anything if you're trying to keep the consistency with something but there has to be the ability to be flexible with it because it might not always work to do it one way so you have to have the flexibility to be able to still have that act happening but maybe in a different way I have found this with many things throughout my life and so homeschooling was just one of those things that I kind of saw it the same way But then I didn't feel bad if I said to myself, well, I'm not going to be as hands-on today because whatever it is that popped up. And But then I don't feel bad that they're not getting their schooling the way I had it planned that day. Um, Because it also helps with when you have multiple kids if you need to switch something up so that you're giving something to that one child, but you still want to be giving to the other child. You have the resources and flexibility to be able to do that. It's just it's going to look different than what the plan originally was if your circumstances were different. But, you know, when you have multiple kids, you're one person. You can't be two places at one time. So... Thursday we decided well let's go out of town and just wanted to make the birthday plans um, a little different and special so that meant I can't be as hands-on I can't do the normal lesson plans that we have for that day I needed to be cleaning 
preparing food, getting things ready, packing things up so that we could get on the road on time and be able to make this happen for our four-year-old. But at the same time, I didn't want to be lax in saying, okay, well, now you two older kids, you just get a free day, which sometimes I will do that because I do see the benefits of free creative play. And then it's not just all about sitting in front of books every day. There is a lot of developmental things that happen even at the age of my older two kids that happens just in playing and and being together, you know, the relationships that they're building with their siblings and the the constant working on problems and finding solutions and just being creative. That has a lot of value. But if I don't want too many days like that to happen or I feel like you know what, we're trying to get back on track from having that, I'd rather them be staying on this consistent learning trail because, you know, it's been the holidays and they did have their time to sort of be a little more lax. And now we're trying to get back on track. You know, it's a new year. We've just got into February. We're, I want to keep that consistency continuing to move forward. So it's a happy balance as the teacher to look and see when those things need to happen. And so this particular day, I was like, well, I feel like they need to keep on track and this can't just be a free day for them. So I was glad that I have the other resources that I have to pull from. And so I want to talk about two things that I used on Thursday that were super helpful. One was the Waldock Way and she's got a lot of different resources, but one is um, the Who Was It mini unit studies. And so what these do is it creates a small unit study about a particular famous person. And what I did was when she had a sale going on, I went in and I bought a, you know, a bunch of these and knew, okay, I'm going to have them in my back pocket. And so I pulled this out because this is actually, um, if I, I think I mentioned in some of the other podcasts that I'm encouraging my oldest to read more and for chapter books. So I used the Who Was Milton Hershey mini unit study from the Waldock Way. And I picked the chapter book for her to read. And what I did was I said to her, you have to read each chapter. And then I gave her paper that at the top it has a place to draw a picture because she loves art and drawing. And then the bottom has lined paper to write. And so after each chapter, she has to draw a picture if she wants to and write about that chapter. And she has to be documenting each chapter. And so at the end, she's going to go through this with us, read each chapter. It's going to be a good way for her to, you know, get her writing and reading in, but sticking with it and also trying to retain a little bit more by putting what just was in her brain down on paper. And so then at the end, I said, then she's going to do her who was Milton Hershey mini unit study um, and doing those papers with her brother. So Lucas is not ready to do the chapter book reading and do all of that. But I do want him to be challenging himself to do these mini mini unit studies this year. And so this is something that they can work on together. And Haley loves to play the role of a teacher. She loves to be helpful. She loves to teach. Um, And so she loves helping. So with them both utilizing it and Haley already reading the chapter book, I said, now 
she was at a place where she finished the chapter book, which I'm super proud of her, and she finished all of her writing, and now she was ready to move on to the mini unit study with Lucas. So it was perfect timing for on Thursday for me to pull that out and say, okay, together, I want you two to work together to do the mini unit study. And what I love about the mini unit study is that that alone I feel like is enough for the day. And then I can just throw in some hands-on math that we already have that they can do on their own um, and push, put aside. Um, because in the mini unit study, you're getting art because there's a, um, a drawing of the famous person for them to color. And then you're getting handwriting. She has three different pieces of paper. They can either trace it. So based on their level, they can trace um, some uh, there's a quote in there from that person there's that they're copying so there's copy work that they can trace then there's a page for they're actually writing the words and copying them and then there's a cursive page which is awesome because I make Haley do the cursive because now she's she's pretty good with her handwriting so her challenge is the cursive so I have them do, based on their level, the handwriting. Then they're also retaining information from the actual handwriting that the quote is about. They're coloring a picture of the famous person. And then it goes into asking them all kinds of questions about the person. So there's an info page where they have to actually read the book and get the information and put it down about the person. So it's a quick reference to be able to look it up see about that person they do a timeline of that person's life which I had Haley do um and I believe there is activities in there as well so the activity was for the who was Milton Hershey I believe it was create your own town or create your own candy and explain it like really neat things so she does this with all of her mini unit studies and she has many of them so they're getting all kinds of information and challenging work just within that one thing. And what I did was, in order for them to listen and get the information, she has books that she recommends. So the book that I originally picked for Haley was the chapter book. But they also have a book that has, it's a shorter version, can be read in a shorter amount of time, and it also it gives them the ability to listen to the book and then have to be listening for the answers as they're looking at this sheet that asks them questions. And what I utilized, since I wasn't going to be able to read to them, um, the Libby app. So if you have a library in our local library, you can utilize the Libby app, which is you basically go on, you can borrow books online, and a lot of them will do the audiobook or the read to me version. So this particular book, I borrowed it and was able to do the the audible version. So I sat them there with their sheets with my computer and told them to listen to the book and that way they could hit pause if they needed to to write down information, be listening for the answers to the questions about the person, and then they also did in the back of the book the timeline. So Haley was able to use that to, to fill in the timeline and it was a great way for me to still have them learning in the dining room while I'm in the kitchen prepping things and cleaning and packing up food. And so I was able to like talk to them as I was working, but everything else was very hands off. I didn't have to be reading them the book. They could listen to it. So I really like the Libby app for that particular reason because we most of the time I do prefer personally 
to get a book from the library and have the actual book. I'm not a big online book reader. I'm not a big Kindle person. I personally like a like an actual book, but that's just me. But I do think that the Libby app is awesome because it allows you to maybe borrow a book and and read about it online where you might not want to wait to go to the library and actually get the book. It might be something that I'm like, wow, I'd really love to do this like today. I don't want to have to wait. If it's available there, you can just do it online. And it does make the convenience there. The audiobooks are really cool for times when I can't read to the kids. So it does make it really you like easy and and it's a great way to incorporate it when you need those things so if you know for us if I go on to my local library it tells me where to click to get to that and there's also an app a Libby app and so basically you just go in and you connect your library card number and then so it connects you to your library account and you can borrow books from there what's kind of nice about it too is they automatically will renew like hand in your books that are due so you don't have like um, fees for like for getting to return a book it's rare but I do you know get frustrated if I miss like a due date and then I get a library fine but it's a it's a way to donate to the library so it's not too bad but I do always feel bad because I feel like somebody else could have been utilizing the book and so that's something I've had to get used to with utilizing the library is really keeping track of the library dates and when things are due. So that's another cool feature because it'll just automatically return it for you. So um, those are two things that on a day when, you know, I need to be hands off, it's something that I feel like they're still getting a challenge and they're still, and, and, and it was really cool because the kids really enjoyed it because it was something different from what they were typically working on. And this particular one, I think they really enjoyed because it's somebody close to our town, um, Milton Hershey, you know, they've, they know of Hershey Park. And so it's, it was kind of a cool thing for them to learn. But there's, you know, and they're a great add-on too. They're a great add-on to the other unit studies that we're doing because when we've been in other unit studies and we learn about people, then I've been able to go to the Waldock Way and pick that person out and, and incorporate the mini unit study with it just to give like a little bit of extra um, supplementation to um, like a deeper level to just talking about them in that unit study. So if I, if I know, okay, well, they have a unit study on that person and we've talked about this person in our unit study – especially for Haley, I love to take it to that deeper level for her. So um, I also think having the mini unit studies makes reading about somebody a little bit more interesting versus just saying, well, today we're going to read a book about so-and-so. It kind of makes it a little more interesting to have the interactive stuff that goes with the mini unit study with it. Um, And like I said, the uh, Libby app allows you to be able to, you know, have the book read, what I also love about, and I didn't think I was going to like it so much, is Gather Round has started doing this as well, where they have MP3s that go with some of their unit studies. And I got the one for the dinosaurs, just wanting to try it out, thinking, oh, I'm never going to use this because I enjoy sitting down and like reading to the kids. And I don't want to make myself 
you know, part of being a homeschool mom, you know, you you want to have that connection and sit and read to your kids. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I really want um, to be constantly removing myself and having them listen to an MP3. But I get it. I get that it's definitely needed sometimes that um, I can turn those MP3s on. It'll read the lesson. And to be honest, the way she does it is so cool with the sounds and her kids do the lessons. So they're hearing kids' voices and you know, the way they're interacting with the lesson, um, the kids have really enjoyed listening to them. And I'll be honest, it's been super easy for me on days like this when I'm like, I can't actually sit down and read the lesson to them. It's been super cool to be able to just click on that MP3. They get to listen while they're drawing or working on hands-on work at the table. And then um, they'll do their sheets afterwards. And sometimes even just doing you know, the one sheet um, that she has where they go through all the stuff about the dinosaurs, you know, Lucas really just loves that part of it. And because he loves it so much, he doesn't even realize he's working on other, you know, uh, subjects. So it's really, really cool option to do. And I know she started incorporating the MP3s with other lessons as well. And uh, so I'm putting a little bit more value into them and realizing that they can be a great tool for those days when, as a mom, you need to be hands-off. And since this is only our second year, you know, I'm still learning. You know, I have to laugh sometimes because I put these podcasts out and I'm sharing all that I've learned from just being a homeschool mom for one year and what I'm doing different. And I have to laugh when, you know, I'll hear Rebecca talk about something and um, in one of her lives when she's like, interacting with the community that buys her um, homeschool stuff and sometimes she'll say things and I'm like oh wow like now I get it it clicks with me even just like the mp3s that you know how much more even she knows or other moms know that have been homeschooling for like many more years than I have Um, it's just a really neat journey to be on and to to see that I've learned so much in the past year and how I'm making so many changes, but that I still then gather so much information from other moms that have been doing this for so long. And, um, you know, how I still have so much to learn. So I feel like what I love too about the homeschool community and just getting to know more deeply and closely other homeschool moms, whether it's through groups that I'm in, through the curriculum that I use, or just other moms and women that I've been reaching out to in my journey, I am just amazed by how much they really just authentically and genuinely want to share with you. Like, it's such a great... I think I love that about homeschooling just as a woman and a mother is that I have just always felt warmly welcomed and I've always felt from these women this openness to want to help and this openness to want to share and there's no comparing and there's no cattiness and it's just like they're just, it's just so um, inclusive and um I just think it's been just so cool to experience that with other women and other moms because 
it's not always that way, right? Like, I just feel like when I've been becoming a mom, I mean, I've always had that as a woman, you know, it's been hard because there's the, you know, we're not nice to each other sometimes. And, and sometimes I feel like I just don't fit in because I just, I don't want to have that energy and, and, and fall into that trap of feeling like I have to interact that way. Um, or feel really guarded because others are viewing me a certain way. Um, so now, the, and, and then when I became a mom, it was kind of like certain friendships didn't work out anymore because, you know, you just don't have the same philosophies with your kids and it's just, it's complex. And so things change a lot when you become a parent too. And so it's been such a really awesome for me experience because I have not found any woman, any homeschool mom that has not been willing to help me, women that don't even know who I am. You know, I've called upon women that I don't have a clue who even they are, but someone says, oh, talk to so-and-so. You know, they don't have to help me. They don't have to answer my questions, but they do. And it's just been like they treat me like an instant friend from the second they talk to me. And that's something I just so... Um, so much like just is needed in my life. And I want to reciprocate that. Like I just, I want to um, be willing to do that with others too, because, you know, you become guarded when you've dealt with a certain type of relationship in your life for so long. And I want to break free. And so homeschooling has been such an awesome experience for me to realize that there's hope and faith in in people and humanity in kindness and openness in non-comparing and just wanting to openly share and help um so it's those women that inspired me to want to even start sharing my journey with homeschooling in my podcast it's it's a way for me to document as well because I want to look back and have like a documentation of this and I I felt like the podcast was the easiest way for me to do that because then I'm not just keeping that information to myself. It, you know, it opens up the opportunity for God to lead the right people to my podcast, even if it's just one person who might need to hear what I have to share. But it doesn't mean that I have all the answers or I know everything um, and that I'm closed off to learning either. And it's because of those women that know so much more and have been doing this for so much longer and have opened their hearts to me and shared information and been willing to listen, you know, when I'm having a, d- a bad day and and I need to hear someone tell me that everything's okay um, when, you know, they may not be someone I talk to all the time and they're open to doing that. And so it's their inspiration, honestly, this homeschool community even – just the other women in the groups that I'm in and the things that they share and how they help each other. And I feel like even just for Gather Round, I think what I love about Gather Round is, you know, the owner and how she's just so authentic and she shares and she's wants to lead this, but also have everybody who buys her curriculum be a part of the process. And so, and her like honesty that she doesn't come off to trying to be like this, person who like has it all together all the time and like I don't know that she's like at a certain status that it's like 
she gets it. So I, I really love that. So that's what's inspired me to share, to talk, to um, be inspired by the whole process and to take on this adventure that's so foreign and new. And it is only my second year, but it's just been such an invigorating, fun, you know, adventure of like new and um, it's kind of exhilarating to be try. You know, it can be overwhelming at times because I feel like I have to, you know, really always be trying to figure out all the answers because it's on me to do it all. Um, And sometimes as overwhelming as that can be, it's like I thrive in that kind of a situation as well because I love, I love learning more. I love doing something different. I want to look back on my life and, and be able to say that I was willing to try something really scary, something new, something that maybe most people don't understand. Um, that I was willing to try it and to do it. So, and I think doing something like that with my kids is it's just really cool. It's really cool. So I am going off a little on a tangent, but I wanted to just share kind of like a day in the life, you know, how I utilize certain materials, um, sort of where my heart is with it, and hopefully, you know, you can gather something from this podcast. I think it's just really cool that there's so many options out there and so many people have put such time and effort into creating, you know, using their creativity to create such beautiful homeschool materials. Um, Because that's not my thing. I'm not like, I'm very creative and, and like, in my own way. But when it comes to like crafts and like creating these kinds of things and having to put these things together on my own, um, it's not really my thing. I love utilizing what others are talented in in that regard and then utilizing them to use within my homeschool day. But to actually have to sit down and like come up with like making my own unit study or something like that, I feel like that's just at least right now, that's not my thing. So I am so thankful that other women and men, because the Waldock Way's husband is really involved, which I think is like super cool. I think he might do like a lot of the art. Um, So it's just really cool to see that they have been able to come up with these um, materials that work so well and are a blessing to my homeschool days and help make you know, the things that I want to accomplish with my family possible. So I was able to, on Thursday, you know, make a magical birthday getaway happen for my five-year-old, but also make the schooling happen for my nine and seven-year-old and make them happy when it comes to that. You know, my five-year-old was happy and I felt happy because I was able to feel like as a mom with these materials and utilizing them, I was able to make sort of everybody happy on Thursday, accomplishing a lot that needed to be done. Um, and I felt like that's that's like the balance of a parent with multiple kids, right? Like always trying to make everybody happy. And so I felt really blessed for the materials that, you know, I have utilized. And it was it's cool. I like to share it because it's cool to see it actually happening 
in real life versus it just being a thought in my mind to say, well, this is how I envision that I have to have the flexibility. And, you know, you kind of like lay it out and it's almost like right now I'm envisioning my garden and I'm trying to like make it better than last year. Last year was the first year that I really, um, took on the, the garden completely by myself. And that's, again, not something that's really my thing. And I've realized I loved it so much more than I thought I would, just being so connected with nature and, like, with living things that typically I just kill everything living except for my children in my house. So I just felt like I took on the challenge because I really saw the value in wanting my kids to see hands-on what it looks like to grow your own food and like where these things come from how do they grow like hands-on seeing it not just learning about it in a book so I'm kind of doing the same thing right now where with my homeschool I set out a plan and I kind of scour all my options and like write it down and kind of create different plans of like and then different scenarios and you know I kind of just envision all of this like how it's going to play out And then when you have a day like Thursday, when you're like, oh my gosh, like it's actually happening. And this is awesome. Like to see it in motion. Um, That's kind of like how it is when you plan out your garden and then you actually plant and then you watch them grow and you see it. Now you're, you're eating the, the vegetables and the fruit. And so you're like, actually like, oh, this isn't just a drawing on a piece of paper. Like now it's like real. This is just really coming to life. And so I don't share them as often and I kind of want to share more of the stories of these actually things happening where it's like I have envisioned, you know, these scenarios with certain materials and have them there and it's like, yeah, Thursday was an awesome day to see it actually play out to be like, wow, that was really amazing because it seems like a really small thing, you know, but it's not as a mom, when you really want to have that harmony in your house happening. And it's a really fulfilling feeling to know that you utilized a tool that, you know, you visualized potentially needing and that it's really solved a problem in your home to call, to really create, um, what you really want your day to look like, you know, and it can feel defeating, sometimes when your days are not ending up the way you want them to be. I had a lot of those days last year. And and that's why I really had to sit down and like, take the time to really think about how can that, how can we stop that? How can I be in control of stopping that happening where it's like this did this day just did not go at all as planned? Does it have to be like that all the time? And no, it's not it doesn't but you have to have you have to be prepared for those days ahead of time with the right tools, with the right um, resources. And, and, be, and, and so it's neat because it's sort of what Thursday could have been was one of those days where it's like, I can't make this happen. You know, I can't decide at the last minute that I'm going to change up the plan. And now we're going to be out of town. And I want to make, you know, my five-year-old ha- or my four-year-old happy make our birthday magical, but now Haley and Lucas are just, you know, running amok and they're not in the schoolroom and I feel defeated. They should be learning. I have guilt. I should be in there with them. I'm their teacher, but then I'm here in the kitchen. I'm doing this. And and you have those days where a day like Thursday where it went so wonderfully 
I look and I'm try to always be have that thankfulness to say, oh my gosh, this could have gone so differently. And other like last year, it would have been, it would have been a day where I would have been crying saying, I can't do this. I cannot do it all. I cannot make everybody happy, you know, but Thursday I felt like was an answered prayer because I was like, God, this can't be how this has to be. Like there has to be a way that I can give everything I need to my kids. Like I can be, I can be what I need to be. I am enough. Now without, and and I feel like I could be enough even without these fancy materials or whatever, you know, Um, but they're just so helpful, you know, and I'm blessed that, you know, they are very cost effective to have, you know, it's, it's, you know, things that don't cost a ton of money that can make such a difference in your day, you know? And so I feel like Thursday was one of those moments where I was just like, wow, you know, just a shift in mindset, you know, a shift in, you know, thinking was able to get me from a place where that could have been a really, really bad day to, wow, everybody was happy, got it all done. And I I felt really like nothing had to, I didn't have to say no to anything in order for that day to happen. Like no sacrifice was made, which I'll be honest, a lot of times we do have to just make a sacrifice or someone's, I'm just going to have to say no to somebody today to make that happen. Or, you know, this is not the day where everyone's going to be happy. And, you know, we have a lot of those days, a lot So when we have one of these days, like Thursday, where with the right materials and the right mindset and the and the right planning and being prepared, um, it didn't have to be that way. So I just wanted to share it because I thought it was so cool because you really, really are thankful for those days when you know that there's so many others that it's just not that way um, that you have to, you know, feel like it's like, well, I just couldn't do it all today. And that's okay too. I mean, Thursday was one of those wonderful days where I felt like it all just worked out. But let's be honest, don't be hard on yourself. If you have days that you have to say, I couldn't do it all today because that's okay. Because I'll be honest, I share this wonderful, happy story, but there are a lot of days that I have to just be okay with saying, I couldn't do it all today. I just couldn't. And that's okay. Um, You know, I sacrifice a lot being a homeschool mom in the fact that I've had to let go a lot of, you know, how much I really do around my house. Because, you know, I think, well, I'm home all day. So my house should not be a mess when my husband comes home. Well, (laughs) I've had to get that. I've really, really, really had to work on that because I also struggle living in chaos and uh like unorganized like a lot of clutter I don't really thrive in those kind of situations so they tend to really work on me so the art of minimalization has been really key in my house we've gotten rid of a ton of stuff and it's been amazing because it's allowed me to be able to let things go a little more because it's much easier, though, for me to clean it up then because I don't have as much stuff everywhere and um, I can utilize spaces a little bit better. That's a whole other podcast. But 
I have to let go of that most days. You know, I have to let go of a lot of stuff to say, well, I couldn't do it all today. Um, But did I do the most important things? And that's really got to be your question because oftentimes when we say, have we done it all today? Are, is everything really that important? You know, most times it's not. We just have to reevaluate, like, what is our purpose? Um, what are our goals? And are those things really that important to our goal? And honestly, if you focus on, like, the most important things, a lot of times it'll knock down the other obstacles or the other things, you know, that you thought were super important or it'll help fix those. So again, a whole other podcast, but you know, if you have those days where you're just like, I couldn't do it all today. If you have a day where your older two kids didn't really do school because you were trying to focus on doing something else, that's okay too. You know, it's just the way it is. Happy balance, knowing that you're giving it your all your best that day. And you know, at the end of the day, if your kids didn't like sit in the schoolroom. They're still learning a lot. And by your attitude about it and the way that you respond, they're learning a lot about that things too. And I don't always do the best in that. I don't I didn't always see it that way. Um, but by my responses to how our homeschool day goes, they're learning a lot. And I'll be honest, I have failed a ton, a ton. And I still, even after realizing that, I still fail because I get so caught up in it. So they're still learning. They're still growing. You know, you're still doing a good job. So I just want to remind you of that because I don't want my podcast to make it sound like you have to always have it all figured out and always have those wonderful, perfect days where you utilize your materials wonderfully and it's all a beautiful thing. I have a lot of days that I cry I have a lot of days that I just can't breathe. I have a lot of days where I just feel like I can't do this another day. I'm a failure. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, I have a lot of days like that. Um, But I have less and less of those days since I have really been able to give give it away to God, pray, and realize that I am enough and that my kids are home for a reason. And when I focus on why and I focus on, you know, all of the other stuff, um, I tend to feel a little bit better about it. But we all have those overwhelming days um, where we are, you know, weak and we tend to believe the lies that go through our heads um, about, you know, our competence and we are human too. And like I have mentioned many times, in my podcast, homeschooling is a very vulnerable thing because your kids see you being human a lot more often than what they will when they're not around all day long and they're not really in your business as much and they're not with you with everything that you do. So remind yourself that, you know, you're human, you're not perfect and they don't need a perfect parent. They need an honest parent who's willing to apologize and talk honestly about, you know, emotions and feelings at a kid appropriate level, you know, and they just want to know you just like you need to want to know them and understand them. They want to understand you too. And it's amazing how my kids have really learned so much from the emotional standpoint, um, just being home and just seeing me 
and their dad, um, my husband, you know, so much more than they normally would have when they were, weren't home. So I hope that you gathered some really good information. Until next time, this is In the Studio with Ann podcast. I'm Ann. And as always, thank you so much for listening.